You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 18 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, aka the Brit Chief, and Arrowhead Lines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I will be giving you our own thoughts on the Chiefs' 53-man roster, and we'll be looking way ahead into the future by predicting our very own playoff teams. But first, how's things, Tom? How's things with you? Been a while. Doing well. It's been three weeks since we recorded. Yeah. First of, all, first of all, you told us that it would be one week off, and then you thought, I'll extend my holiday, go away again. We had another week off, so it's been a while. I've missed you. I'm not going to lie. The people have missed you because on the last show, we asked for reviews and we got the reviews. We got plenty of reviews. Thank you to all the people that did send a review. We promised a song. The song is in progress. I promise you this. It it is happening. We have started working on the song for you all. We expect it to be ready for the next show. We couldn't, for one reason or another, get it ready for this show because Brad is actually in my house recording this podcast, believe it or not. But the funny thing is that Brad has made it 220 miles down south to my house, but we are that bad when it comes to technical stuff that we couldn't manage the last 10 meters. So we're still having to record via Zoom just from opposite ends of the house. (laughs) So I'm upstairs in my office and here's downstairs in my kitchen, which is mad because, as I said, 220 miles, but the last 10 meters, we just couldn't manage it. It's... uh, it's every inch matters, doesn't it, Brad? So we just couldn't manage it. <laughs> it's all those yards, isn't it, mate? All those exactly. yards matter. Exactly. <laughs> we, we are basically the Phil Rivers of podcasting. We can manage all the yards, but when it comes to actually getting over the line and managing to do something tangible, we just couldn't do it. And that, that that's us. Yeah, that's us, definitely, mate. We, we, we've actually, I've actually had some fun down here while, while I've been your, your neck of the woods. Um, we went out last night for a few drinks, didn't we? We did, we did. Um, we, we had a meal as well, which finished me off. <laughs> it was lovely. Was amazing, by the way. It was really nice. Um, but yeah, I'm down in uh, your neck of the woods now. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your guest. You are, you are. You met my family, you met my mad kids, the crazy kids yeah. of the household. <laughs> the, the, the heirs to Harrow Headlines and this podcast <laughs> in, in Barney and Henry. Um, and they wanted to be on it from all the discussion points that we were having this morning before they, they went did. out of the house. They so. did, they, were, they wouldn't have a clue what they're talking about. My my eldest would just come in and start talking about ankynosauruses and baryonyx and all different dinosaurs. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Mate. So maybe there's a future there in podcasting for me and my son to have a Jurassic World slash Camp Cretaceous slash Jurassic Park type podcast going forward. Mate, your son was talking to me about different uh, dinosaurs. I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like a paleontologist or something like that. In the yeah. I was like, I've no, I haven't even heard of that one before. Um, but anyway, should we get onto the Chiefs chat? Because uh, time's ticking on, mate, isn't it? Time's ticking on. Um, the Chiefs 53-man roster. Now, um, I know it's been spoken about quite a bit from uh, from others, obviously, in our Head Pride podcast. 
And uh, there's been some shocks, there's been some surprises, but there's also been some pleasant things as well that we've seen. Some uh, some players in there that we didn't probably think were going to be on the 53-man roster, uh, but have managed to sneak in somehow. Um, but we're just going to go through a, f- a few of ours that uh, were shocking points and some of our more surprising points mm-hmm. um, and, and the players that will be... Uh, yeah, we'll be watching this season. God, it's mm-hmm. right around the corner, mate. It is. It is. We're a week Season's away. Season's like literally a week away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yes. I suppose as we record, it's five days until the season starts. But for us, eight days until the two start. It's crazy. And um, ah. the fifty-three man roster. First of all, who would be a guy that sat there and did a whole Twitter thread and an article on Cornell Powell coming out of college and think, oh, he might be the next big thing for the Chiefs? Uh, who, who would be that guy? Oh, my thunder, mate. I was going to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was the first time I've ever done a film review on a player for Arrowhead uh, Pride. And I was really, really excited about Cornell Powell. Yeah. And um, about three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, we started getting clues that it might not all work out for Cornell Powell in terms of making the 53. He was buried in the depth chart because other guys stepped up and he was running with the threes and the fours in the preseason game. So the Ryan has been on the wall for him for a couple of weeks, but yeah. they did it. They Brett Veach done it. He realized that it was not right to keep Cornell Powell on the 53 and he took a risk and he waived a, a draft pick, which for a GM to do, because you're basically admitting you're wrong. Let's be mm-hmm. honest. You're admitting that yeah. your, your process in April wasn't wrong, but at the same time, the positive spin on it is you can say, well, I, I might've got that wrong. Or you can say that, Picking up Fountain and Kemp was positive moves on my part. So there's, there's two ways to look at it. But yeah, Cornell Powell not making the roster wasn't a shock early in the week. But if you told me a month ago that he wasn't going to make the roster, then yeah, I think everyone would know. Crazy, he's a fifth round draft pick. Like there's no there's no way he's not going to make the team. So that, that was my big shock of the overall process. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think with uh, with Veach admitting, well, not 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 necessarily admitting. I mean, they've got him on the practice squad, haven't they? You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it, it's clear that that Powell needed to uh, kind of polish his game a little bit more, didn't it? Um, and yeah. we saw that from the preseason, really, um, that he wasn't quite there. And we, I suppose, with the Chiefs uh, wide receiver core as well, they, they, they've got some bodies in there that have been around quite a while, mm-hmm. and they know the playbook and everything. So, yeah. It's probably more of a plus point for them, obviously, because they know they understand the uh, yeah. the, the complex playbook. Um, but yeah, Powell probably needs a little bit more work. He might come back, you know. We we don't know, you know. It's yeah. it, it's it's a possibility that he could come back from that. Um, but yeah, very surprising that a GM has gone. Nah, hasn't worked. We'll I like it. it. I don't. I really yeah, like it. I do. As well. I do like it because I think if um, we might as well talk about Fountain and Kemp whilst we're here because mm. they were the big plus points of this preseason. Everyone was really happy about their contribution and yeah. the uh, potential of them being on the fifty-three man roster. And it would have been easy for Brett Veach to say no, stick to his his draft pick. But him and Reed recognised that in this particular year, whilst the Chiefs are still in the middle of a, a huge Super Bowl window. They have yeah. guys there that can contribute on special teams, especially in Marcus Kemp, but they could potentially contribute in the receiving game like Fountain will do. Like some of the catches he made this, this preseason, like coming across the middle, catching slant passes to taking hits, like really like risky catches. Like, mm. like if you play the sport, you know, you if you've ever played it or even just think even the casual fan, those catching across the middle is scary. It's a reason why tight ends are as big as they are because they have to put their body on the line in catching in the middle of yeah. the field. So for a receiver to run, uh, run a slant 
into the middle of the field, into the linebacker's territory, take the pass, and then take the hit and keep on the ball. It's 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 a tough ask. It's why we like Byron Pringle so much because he's done that in the past. But yeah. the small like the smaller guys like Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, they're fast enough that they can catch those passes and then get away. But for Fountain to to show that in the preseason, show that he's capable of that, capable of the stuff that we asked Sammy Watkins to do, then mm. it made all the sense in the world to keep him ahead of Cornell Powell, especially if Cornell Powell wasn't producing in the same sort of way. Yeah, exactly that. Um, I think one of the big surprises, or not, but not a big surprise, I suppose, but one of the surprises that uh, that really kind of got Chiefs fans buzzing was Jordy Fortson finding yeah. a way onto the fifty-three yeah. man roster, and, and he's been a fan favorite for a while now, hasn't mm-hmm. he? Um, and to actually shift him from wide receiver to a tight end position yeah. has really worked wonders, hasn't it? Because mm-hmm. he's he's balled out really, like yeah. in the, the past uh, few preseason games. He's been that, um, yeah, he's just been a different complete player, hasn't he, really? Because, yeah. um, I, I mean, there's a lot been said about the uh, the fourth tight end set that they set up as well. And, I mean, that was tasty, wasn't it? It was. was as, <laughs> as, as, as someone that played tight end, I am yeah. all for heavy tight end personnel sets. Like, I know yeah. he was a terrible human being, but watching Aaron Hernandez and Gronk play together was just like, for me, just like... yeah the sex of of um sorry steve edit this bit out um, <laughs> watching gronk and hernandez play together in those two tight end sets for the patriots and just basically be the entire receiving core was just like the best possible thing you can see in my point of view so the chiefs yeah. to line up with four tight end sets with three of the guys being like receiving tight ends in gray kelsey and Fortson, and then yeah. you've got just this body in Blake Bell who could just block anyone. It seems like he's just like for me, when they get to the goal line, that's all they should run. They should just as soon as they get inside like the five yards, they should just bring yeah. out four tight ends every single play because there's just mismatches everywhere. I was going to ask you about that. Do you think we see that play in the in the in the actual season? Hundred percent. You have to. Yeah, you have to. You've <laughs> it <got> works. To. <laughs> like, it's like because you can run out of it, you can pass out of it. It's just this, and then you've got Andy reads like crazy mind to add to it with all different sweeps and motions and like all sorts going on with it. I just I think if you can line up that personnel with Clyde behind you. Or maybe a bigger bat like Daryl Williams. Like, who's stopping that down at the goal line? It's good. I, that's a good point, thinking that, because if you've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire running behind them four, yeah, and then blocking for him as yeah. well, it's just, that, that's it's, like... Because they're mobile. Also, they're mobile guys as well. We're not yeah. talking like... We're not talking like big, fat, slow tight ends. We're talking about tight ends that can run. So yeah. the possibilities down the goal line are endless. And I think the Chiefs saw the capability of it in preseason and thought we need to keep four of these on the roster. And like Kelsey wasn't going anywhere. Bell wasn't going anywhere. Gray certainly wasn't going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So they had phone calls about Jody Forts and Beach admitted as much this week. That's why they didn't try and get him onto their through waivers and then pick him up or put him on the practice squad. They knew if they wanted Jody Forts and they had to keep on the original 53. Yeah. They want those four man sets. They need to keep Jody Forts and I'm all here for it. I'm I'm just here for like a good tight end wearing number 88. He might be limited this year, but going forward, we need to find the heir apparent for Travis Kelsey eventually, even though I still think Kelsey's going to play for another six or seven years. But if we can get some more bodies in that position that can contribute, then we're laughing. Yeah, especially in the similar style of what Travis Kelsey plays, exactly. Um, 
I suppose a, a personal one for me, um, which was I was I was very upset about, and um, I don't think many people share my view on this, <laughs> but um, there were some cuts, obviously some waves, and one of them that really stuck out for me was Darwin Thompson, and I've had this kind of uh, love affair with Darwin Thompson, I've never for, for for quite a while. Mm. Um, <laughs> I was I was gutted for the lad, I really was that he actually got waved, um, but then that kind of uh, that sorrow that I had when I found out that he was on the books practice squad. Now I was like, right, that's it. I'm, I'm finished with you. I'm finished with you. That's it. No more. I don't want to talk oh. about Darwin Thompson anymore. Um, but not only him, um, obviously Derek Gore had done quite a bit in mm. preseason as well, which was quite, uh, it, 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 I felt he did more than what Darwin Thompson did. And um, yeah. especially that, especially in that last game, mm. um, we've all seen that, uh, that amazing run that he went uh, to the, to the end zone. Um, and I think that was probably the nail in the uh, in Darwin Thompson's coffin. It probably was a little bit earlier on than that, but I yeah, think that was yeah. the final thing that was like, right, yeah, we need to wave um, Thompson and, and and try and stash Gore on the practice squad. I think Jerry but, McKinnon. Would have, I think Jerry McKinnon was the nail in probably Darwin Thompson's yeah. coffin yeah. because he's been electric this this preseason, and he's been really good. Done everything, I'm, I'm really excited to see him. I'm not sad about Barry Allen not being back with the Chiefs. <laughs> Um, for some of you that don't know, um, we gave Darwin Thompson the nickname Barry Allen when he first got drafted because Brad, some <laughs> some strange reason, made a comp between Marcus Allen and Barry Sanders when it he was, came out. It of was an article. It was an article. That's what it was. It was like this kid's like uh, Barry Sanders and, and Marcus Allen. I was like, really? Oh well, we'll call him. You know, and I think you came up with the nickname Barry Allen. I was like, yeah, yeah we'll go with that. And I've been so, waiting for this Barry Allen to appear, and he's never appeared. So now Barry Allen plays for the Bucks. He'll get used. He'll get used to the Bucks as well. They go through running backs like they're going out of fashion. They yeah, like, they love a running back down in Tampa. So he he played there, and I think he recognised that. He knew that he's probably way way down in a pecking order in Kansas City now. Well, he's been with the Chiefs what two years, two or three years, yeah. is it? And it's never really worked out. He's had the odd game. I remember one drive. I think it was against the Raiders when we literally just ran the ball. 12 times in a row and he had every single carry and I think he scored a touchdown at the end of it and that like, that was yeah. like the highlight of his of his Chiefs career but last year he had fumbling issues he fumbled a lot well, I say a lot he fumbled in big spots I think it was the Ravens game on Monday night where he had car- carries and we hadn't quite put the Ravens to bed just yet Yeah, and uh, he had a carry the drive was going well and he fumbled and the Ravens went and scored and then it was a yeah. closer game than it should have been earlier on but it, yeah. it, I'm not I'm not gutted I'm not gutted about Barry Allen like Great seven for the Chiefs. He's got a ring. Like he's got a yeah, ring already. Yeah. So you can't complain. He's been paid by the Chiefs. He's had a paycheck. Like, come on. Good luck for the rest of your career, but I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Enjoy Florida. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing in it. He gets sunny Florida now. Like, come on. It's not all I bad. I can't feel it? good for the guy. I can't feel good for the guy now. I really can't. Now he's on the books. That's that's just now. Nah. Anyway. Um, I think one name that we need to bring up as well is, and, and it's another one that you were shocked by uh, in the defensive ends, mm. uh, was Tim Ward, wasn't it? Yeah. Tim yeah. Ward. <laughs> Says, uh, you, what, go on. <laughs> I'm just thinking about poor Ron, who got the Tyron Matthew treatment. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know, I got the Tyron Matthew treatment a few weeks ago. Um, yeah. We talked about it in the show. I, I got Tyron Matthew 
come after headlines and me and whatnot. And we sort it out. Me and Tyron sort our differences out. We follow each other on Twitter now. You know, we're trying to slide normal. into the DMs and I have small talk. It's not working, <laughs> but you know, you never, never mind. But um, our very own Ron Cop Jr., RKJ, had it this week himself where we were talking about, well, not we, he was talking about Tim Ward. And he was basically saying what everyone else was thinking. Yeah. Why have we got rid of a defensive end to keep a special teams cornerback? But what yeah. we know is the one thing you do not do on Twitter is bad mouth defensive yeah. backs because Tyron Matthew will find those tweets. He will find them and yeah. he will call them out as he did for Ron earlier. But back to the original point, why? Why, why have we got rid of Tim Ward? We're already light uh, at defensive end. Okay, yes, we have Chris Jones. We have Mike Dana. We have Alex Okafor. And then we've got a rookie. Like We've yeah. got four, what is it, four guys now we've got defensive end? Five. Uh, well, if you, I mean, if you're not counting Chris Jones. Okay, well, yeah, who's the other one? I can't even think who it is. Dana, Kane, uh, Okafor. Yeah, you got them all. I think uh, uh, Jones, Clark, Okafor, Dana. Oh, and Frank Clark. Clark. Yeah, that's the one I missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, just, just Frank Clark. It's just yeah. Frank Clark, you know, like the most expensive non-quarterback in the league, I think, this year. Uh, <laughs> just just, um, just Frank Clark. Yeah, I forgot about So we, we are a bit like that. I would have liked to see them roll with four slash five slash six guys. If possible, but um, it's, it's not. Brett Beach, I, I assume he risked it. I'm thinking that he could get Tim Ward through waivers. And yeah. that clearly wasn't the case because the Jets picked him up. And I think they had second choice on all of the waiver mm-hmm. claims. So if the Jets picked him up, I'm sure he would have been picked up elsewhere had the Jets not decided to. So it's, um, it's a strange one. It is a strange one, especially for a defensive back that won't really play defensive back very often. It's more for special teams ability, but we know that Dave too gets selections when it comes to the back end of the roster. It's been talked about a number of times for a number of years. So um, it's not a great, a great shock. I'm, I'm just more surprised that it was him, Tim Ward that had to make way for for lemons. And it wasn't like, for example, like an offensive lineman because obviously we've carried 10 through. So, yeah. But just touching on your point there about Dave, uh, Dave too. Um, he, he does seem to have a bit of a swing in in, in decision making, doesn't he? Um, more more so than you think from other teams. Yeah, he, he seems to really carry some weight, doesn't he? And and if he wants a guy, he he will make sure that he fights for that guy. And uh, yeah. I think that's that's good, though. I mean, that's, no, that's good. You, you, you know, I think it's good. No, no, it's not good because it, I would say yes, it's amazing if we had the best special teams in the league, but we don't anymore. And he's only given up one one touchdown on a, a what is it? One touchdown on a any. A return or something like that? See, returns like return touchdowns are are rare now because obviously kickers are so good at kicking it back out of the end zone and not allowing for touchbacks and punters are getting better. So return touchdowns are a rarity and they're going to become rarer every single year. Um, The likes of Devin Hester, Tariq Hill, like that you might get one of them every now and then, but that's about it. But it's the other things that I'm already like, you're missing your XPs. Um, Return game not going for more than 25 yards for example the amount of times we bring the ball out of the end zone but don't make the 25 or we only make the 30 like it's just not it's just not elite anymore like when Dave two first come around when he signed with Andy Reid the first two or three years the Chiefs special teams were outrageous they were so yeah, good they were exciting I remember like the return getting so excited about the return game all the time whether that be punt or kickoff and it, it seemed like every two or three games there was like a big play on special teams now, like, what we're an average special teams unit, and we are only average, and that's after Dave Toops had the choice of the players that is going to be his special teams guy. Mm. That's not acceptable. 
like I know Tyron Matthew, he's not going to listen to the show. He said you shouldn't question Hall of Fame coaching staff and stuff like that. But <laughs> I, I, you're going to. I'm going to. It's our <laughs> yeah. job. It's this is our this is our job to question things like that. So we're allowed. In my opinion, we're allowed to question it. Otherwise, what's the point in Arrowhead Pride? What's the point oh, in all these yeah. other websites? We might as well just all pack up. Like it is what it is. It's sports media. Unfortunately, everyone has an opinion. It's just whether you choose to voice it or not, and, and we do. But when it comes to day two, I just think if we were better on special teams, we're like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's have all of these players. You can have all these players. If we're the best special teams unit in the league, you can have them, even top five. But we're not. We're not better. We're, we're, we're average. We are an average special teams unit that have a kicker that can nail 50-plus 50 50 plus field goals, but he can't nail XPs. Like, I just... I just don't yeah, get it. Yeah. I just, I just don't get it. Like, I would much rather have a defensive end that could potentially contribute in the normal play as opposed to having Chris Lemons added to a a, a bang average special teams unit. But you know, that's me. Uh, I know a lot of people might agree. A lot of people might not. So yeah. But should we have a break? Especially Tyron Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be making our predictions on the playoff teams in 2021. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with myself, Brad Simcox and Tom Childs. Exciting time now because uh, it's literally the time is ticking down now to the new season. And we know that people have done predictions of the actual season, but we're going further than that. We're, we're not even looking at the season this time. We're looking straight at the playoffs and the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs for sure. But let's have a look at other teams that we think are going to make the playoffs this year. This mm-hmm. is like our early predictions yeah. of uh, playoff teams. So uh, we could be wrong on this, way wrong on this, but... We, well, well, when else can we make predictions? It doesn't matter if we make predictions now because in four months' time, everyone would have forgotten them, except <laughs> us, except us. So if, yeah. if in four months' time, we're right, we'll be, of course, we'll, we'll bring up our predictions. We'll say, well, I said this back in September. I have proof that I said this, but if they're <laughs> wrong, we will never release the audio. We will never say, oh, do you remember that bad prediction you made? That's, well, I might. very dishonest of you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we all do it. We all do it. You know we do. Um, yeah, we're going to go through this. We're going to do the four division winners from each conference, and then we're going to do the three wildcard teams from each conference, and then we're going to predict our Super Bowl teams, and then maybe we'll predict our Super Bowl winners. We need to make predictions right now because we need to do it before the season starts. So we yeah. can say that we were right or that we were wrong. Let's start with the AFC West, the Chiefs division. West. Earlier this week, 25 NFL analysts made predictions for the AFC West. 24 of them said 
that the Chiefs would win the AFC West. One did not. Can you guess who the one was? Oh, uh, Derek Carr's mom. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> David Carr, by any chance? David Carr, yes. Your older brother, your lookalike. Wow. Um, <laughs> David Carr is at it again. Like, My I, God. I, he gets paid to do that. I know. It's just fun. I, he's just having us all on now. He just is. It's so funny. that uh, he. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. Like, I obviously do headlines six yep. days a week. 52 weeks a year about three or four times every single year he makes my job incredibly easy because like <laughs> the, the hardest part about doing headlines is finding the actual headline like there's yeah. stories galore you can find stories but you need to find an angle to come out with for a headline that's basically mm-hmm. the only skill required in my job and sometimes, it, isn't it? sometimes yeah. it can be difficult right sometimes it can be hard because like you don't want to repeat yourself all the time like you don't want to constantly go for predictions you don't want to constantly go for he said this blah 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 you need to mix it up a little bit otherwise people won't go go into the if you constantly put Patrick Mahomes is favorite for the MVP every single week eventually people are going to stop clicking on it so you have to mix it up but David Carr he makes my life so much easier three or four <laughs> times a year because he always makes the most outrageous prediction and it's to the point now where if there's something that favors the raiders over um over the chiefs and i mentioned the word nfl.com straight away in the uh, the replies to the tweet everyone always puts david carr because they know exactly (laughs) they know exactly what's going i just don't get it he's a clever man he's a clever he gets them hits he gets the hits for him if everyone said the chiefs is boring isn't it so he gets them clicks he is basically the skip bayless of nfl.com I suppose if he's right, I mean, God forbid if he is right. I mean, he's, he's going to lord it over everybody, isn't he? If he gets it right one of these years. But yeah. like you said, you've got to throw a lot of um, doo-doo to, uh, <laughs> to make something <laughs> stick at some point, don't you? But yeah, no, it, it's everybody knew it was going to be him, didn't mm-hmm. he? Um, and I, I'm just looking forward to this the, the new screenshot of, you know, when he was stood in front of the board and he was clicking L's and W's for the yeah, Raiders yeah. and stuff like that. I'm looking forward to that because... Everybody seems to use that as like the Bible of, of the Raiders games moving forward, doesn't it? So yeah. Yeah, let's see how let's see how wrong he is again this year. But um, yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. AFC West, it's got to be the Chiefs, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the improved all line and everything. They've learned from the Super Bowl loss, um, and they just seem to dominate the AFC West. And yeah. there's nothing else really, other than we've mentioned before that we think maybe the Chargers might be one of those contenders at the moment mm-hmm. for the AFC West crown. Let's see how they do with that, especially mm-hmm. with Justin Herbert. But um, I can't say the, the Broncos. The Broncos are a good team, but we've always said that they they need the quarterback situation mm-hmm. sorted quick as quick as quick as anything, really, don't they? Yeah. But yeah, definitely the Chiefs on that one. Should we go um, AFC East now? Yeah, AFC East. Um, this is I'm not, I, I want to be saucy and say the Patriots. I I do because <laughs> I I do, and we're t- probably touch on the Patriots when we talk about wildcard teams. So I'll leave yeah. them there for a minute, but. You have to say the Buffalo Bills. Like they are yeah. the, they are not as good as people say they are. They are a very good team, but they are not as good. Like people try to like to put them with the Chiefs. They aren't. They aren't close to the Chiefs. The Chiefs mm. are so far ahead of the entire AFC that they almost need to like fabricate this contender, and it happens yeah. to be the Bills. And like the Bills are the second best team, but they're closer to the third best team than they are the Chiefs. So, but in the AFC East. Yeah, let's say the Bills. Uh, the Bills are going to win that division. Um, yeah. And mo- most likely the second seed in the AFC. Yeah. Um, I I would actually I would actually say as well, just just watch the Dolphins this year. 
Yeah. Just keep an eye on the Dolphins this year because they they've made some moves, man, and I'm 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 excited to see what the Dolphins can do actually. Um, yeah. especially against, you know, like we, like you said about the Patriots, I know we're going to talk about them a bit more, but, um, you know, they, they've, they seem to be that team that is a nearly men that they, they're just not quite there and nothing, something isn't quite clicking, but they've definitely got the roster. Yeah. They haven't got the core back though, have they? Exactly um, that. And it's, it's similar to the Broncos. <laughs> when they trade for Deshaun Watson, they, they, I'll bring them into conversation, but yeah. as long as two <laughs> I'm not having, I like to, he's just not, He's not good enough, in my opinion, no, especially in that I agree division, with you. he's not good enough. Yeah. So ASC South, ASC South, yeah. I'll go first. This is probably the hardest division in the world to predict. Exactly <laughs> that. It's, yes. It's, not, it's that bad. Um, I'm going to go with Tennessee Titans because I oh. don't trust Indianapolis's quarterback situation because he doesn't seem, well, no one seems to know what's going on with Carson Wentz at the moment when it comes to health, injury, vaccination, like no one really knows what's going on there. So I'm yeah. going to say Tennessee Titans but I don't think they're going to be very good doing it. Like they're going to have yeah. a good offense, but defensively, we've talked about this before. I think they're poor. And I just think they're the best of a bad bunch. And they will, there will just be one team coming out of the AFC South, South and it'll be the Titans. Is this going to be, Is are you predicting this is going to be like the, the NFC East uh, yeah. division from last year where the, was it the, the Cowboys were like, three wins and eight losses or something were top of the table. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they're that division. bad. I think the Titans probably can get to plus wins. I just don't think they're going to... If they get to plus wins, it'd be like nine or 10. It's yeah. not going to be 11, 12, 13. I think yeah. nine or 10 is probably their ceiling, but I think that'd be enough to rain, win a really poor division. Yeah, I just wanted to mention the, the Jaguars there. I know they've got a shiny new quarterback in um, in, in uh, Lawrence, is Lawrence, is it? Yeah, mm. uh, Trevor Lawrence. Um, but, I mean... Seeing what we've seen in preseason from them, he's going to get murdered by that all line. Yeah, potentially. Um, potentially. And I agree with you on that. He's he's nice. He's got he's got some decent weapons there as well. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think the Tennessee Titans seemed a bit more solid, a bit more mm. structured. I think um, than the other three teams. Uh, we haven't even mentioned the Texans. <laughs> 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 Let's not even mention them. Um, all right then, uh, AFC North. Who are we going with this one? I am going with the Baltimore Ravens. Um, the regular Not the Browns. No, the Browns are good, but the Ravens are better. Um, in my opinion, I um, the Browns are going all the way. Apparently, so no, I I like the Ravens. I think they're a good side. Um, I like what they've done at wide receiver. I like the fact they've given the Mar Jackson options now. They've given him like basically no excuses to mm. not throw outside the numbers. Like before, it's all been like everyone takes him because. Uh, Jackson isn't like a real quarterback because he can't throw outside back, the numbers yeah. but he's got the guys now he's got Brown he's got Bateman he's got Watkins so it went, when they all managed to get on the field that is so they, they've improved in that side of things I just think it's like we talked about a few weeks ago it's just time for the Ravens now just to do it and one thing we can rely on when it does when it comes to Baltimore is that they were always going to be good in the regular season and then the playoffs is when it gets interesting for them, but yeah. I think they're better than the Browns. So I'm going to say the Baltimore Ravens. Um, not mentioning the Steelers at all. Really. I'll get to them. I'll get to them shortly. We'll get to them. All yeah. right. Okay. We'll get to them in a bit. Um, and we're not even mentioning the Bengals in a minute, even though I think Joe Burrow's back, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the Bengals are a funny one because the Bengals are like the one team that I want to watch every week. Yeah. Because I know what you mean. I, I like, I'm not a massive college football fan. But my favourite ever college football team that I've watched was that LSU team with Chase and Burrow yeah. and Edwards Hilaire. Like I over here for some strange reason, every single week that team was on t- TV. So <laughs> I really got to know that LSU team. 
And uh, so it's probably my favourite ever college team. So I'm looking forward to seeing Burrow, how he responds to um, his injury, seeing how Jamar Chase gets on. I know that there's a lot of conversations about him at the moment. So, um, yeah, I, the Bengals are going to be like a team that I'm going to put on on the side to watch during like those six o'clock games when the Chiefs aren't playing. Yeah. OK, let's get into the NFC side. Uh, NFC West. Um, we've got the Cardinals, Rams, 49ers, or Seahawks. Now, I, to me, this one, this one's a bit of a difficult one. Do you know? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's a tough division. It's, it's quite best, spread out, isn't it? It's the best division in football. Yeah, it yeah. has been. It has been really on and off for the last ten years or so. Like going back to the Colin Kaepernick days, it's been like a really good division. Like the Seahawks mm-hmm. have always been good. The 49ers have their, they're good, then they're bad, they're good, then they're bad. The Cardinals yeah. are pretty consistent as a, as a team. I know they had the number one pick a few years ago, but overall they're pretty consistent as a franchise. And the Rams have been good for a number of years now. Um, this is a tough one to pick. I've, I've got it down to two teams. And the two teams I've got it down to are the 49ers and the Rams. Um, yeah. I like the 49ers. I, I love what they do. I love Kyle Shanahan. Um, I just think, yes, he's had his mishaps in the Super Bowls, but in general, he's a very, 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 very good coach. And their offense yeah. is so entertaining to watch. Uh, the way they run the football, they run the football like no other team does. And now they've got Jimmy G in there, who's healthy. I think he'll probably last about five or six games. And then Trey Lance <laughs> will come in and then they, they might end up running his two quarterback options they're talking about. Like the yeah. possibilities are endless with that offense. And they're going to be really fun to watch. And obviously they've got their returners on defense as well. So, I'm going to go with them, but only just because I really like the Matt Stafford addition to uh, LA as well. So it's, it's a tough division to call. I, I wouldn't put money on it, put it this way. All the other divisions we've talked about so far, I would put money on those teams, but no, I wouldn't put money on the 49ers or the Rams or the Seahawks. It, it, it's it's strange with the 49ers. I mean, it's I suppose it's with any teams, but the, uh, the, the injuries they had last year, was that was it. That was them out of it, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and, you know... Um, Hopefully they they actually get back to their winning ways that they did before. Because watching them, like you said, I mean, the, the their offense is, I mean, even the defense as well. I mean, um, you know, both sides of the ball, very solid team, mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see how they do this year, especially with everybody back. I, I I got, the, sorry to interrupt you, Di. Yeah, I well, maintain that one of the finest exhibitions of football we've ever seen um, was the NFC Championship game, the year the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Watching yes. the the 49ers absolutely destroy the Packers with the yeah, run yeah. game was some of the most entertaining football I've ever seen. And I remember coming to the end of that game, like dreading what they were going to do to us. And luckily it didn't, yeah. didn't happen that way, but that particular game made me a fan of that entire, uh, that entire offense. And I just loved watching it work. Yeah. I think from that division, I'd like to see the Seahawks back on top. You're so boring. I, I know. So I know. I, like the, the Seahawks are the most Boring franchise going. There's so many, like, <laughs> Russell Wilson's the most boring man in the world. I, 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 I'm just, just thinking, no, I'm just thinking, rivalry-wise, it would be great to have them. Oh, no. It would be. It would be great to have them in the in the, in the playoffs. Yeah, they, they, anyway, they're going to be in the playoffs because they're a good side, but they have not been relevant now, properly relevant, not for about hour. seven years. They are a good side that can't get over the hump. They are basically like the Packers. They're a good yeah. team. They're always going to be there or thereabouts, but they don't make the, the Super Bowl anymore. They're just, they're not, they're not what they were. And I'm just bored of teams like that. Like the, the Ravens, the Steelers, like those teams are just hung around the playoffs year in, year <laughs> out. Very rarely done anything. Just, yeah. I'm bored. I am bored of the Seattle Seahawks. And I really so, hope they don't make the playoffs. It's a waste of a playoff. Is that, yeah, is that what you're saying? It's a waste, waste of a playoff, playoff spot because they're not good enough. <laughs> they're not good enough to win the Super Bowl. 
So I like this, Tom. This Tom's brutal today. Yeah. All right, then NFC East, Dallas Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, and Washington team. Uh, Washington. I'm going Washington because I like their um their trenches, both sides, O-line and yeah. D-line. Um, I think Fitzpatrick is good enough to get it done. I like the coach. Yeah. Rubbish division. Almost swore them. Rubbish division. Love about uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going for the uh the the Washington football team. Did I say Redskins um, surely when you go? I did. I don't know. I know I did I uh Washington football team. That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Have you been watching the um hard knocks, Dallas Cowboys? I watched the first two episodes and then I got bored. Yeah, same. Same here <laughs> as well. I'm glad you said that because I was thinking, is it just me? Is thinking yeah. this this is not the best hard knocks yeah. um that we've had. But um again. This is what we're going back to before. A boring team, isn't it? Just a boring team, a boring, a boring franchise that's never been relevant for quite some time, <laughs> like you were saying about the Seahawks. Um, I, yeah, the, the Cowboys, they're just going to be irrelevant again, I think. Um, I think for me, I think the Giants, it's going to be a, a straight-out fight between the Giants and the Washington football team. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you know no, what I mean? it's not. It's, it's not. a straight-out fight. Why not? No, it's not. That's the... Danny Dimes... No, have you watched Daniel Jones play football? No chance. No, Jason Garrett's their offensive coordinator. Daniel Jones is rubbish. Like, there's no chance. So, who are you saying? If, Eagles? Right, and, if, the, if, the, if the Giants manage to take the NFC East battle to week 18, I have to say yeah. week 18 these days, if they manage to be in the battle for the division come week 18, I will donate 50 pounds to a charity of your choice right deal okay that <laughs> right. is how confident i am that the giants <laughs> are terrible and they will be terrible this year saquon barkley's back so so <laughs> so <laughs> the one-man team what are you know about yeah. <laughs> anyway should we move on yeah yeah we'll move on nfc south uh, Tampa Falcons, Bay. Panthers, Saints, Buccaneers. Let's not waste time on this. Is Tampa Bay? It's got to be Tampa Bay, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, okay, NFC North: Bears, Lions, Packers, or Vikings. It's another division we really don't need to waste any time on. Um, uh, the Vikings are taking a step back. The Bears are going to be bad as long as they have Andy Dalton playing quarterback. The Lions are just going to be one of the worst teams in the football, and the Packers will be like the Seahawks. They'll be good, <laughs> not great. So. <laughs> Right. Okay. Then, um, is there anybody in that that's going to be the wild card? Do you think? So, my three NFC wild card teams are the LA Rams, yeah, the Seattle Seahawks, and the New Orleans Saints. Are really? Yeah. I the the Saints. Everyone can say, "Oh, they've got Jameis," but they've also got one of the best head coaches in football, and we all know coaching matters. So, uh, I think the Saints have enough to. Um, to get to a wild card, and we've already talked right about this. the NFC, NFC uh, West teams. They're they're the cream of the crop, really. That whole division is the best. So yeah, that's they're my three NFC wild card teams. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Um, I think other than the Saints, I would probably go with probably the Vikings, or the, or if the Bears sort out the quarterback situation, like yeah. you said, if Justin Fields is, is is the man that they're going to be leaning to, which it seems to be the kind the, the kind of you know chatter that we're hearing about at the moment. Maybe they're, they're going to start Dalton. Uh, they will, gonna, yeah, they will. Start but Dalton. I think, how much? I think Fields is good. I don't think Fields straight away comes in and makes him a playoff team if he starts week yeah. one. I just think he gives them more of an opportunity to become a playoff team, and he I makes them certainly more tempted. exciting to watch. Um, They'll be too tempted not to use him. 
But if, if the, for example, if the Bears don't make the playoffs and they start Andy Dole in week one, Matt Nagy is gone. He is yeah, gone. Yeah. 100%. Exactly. He's out of there. All right, then what about the AFC? Who are we going with in this one? AFC is slightly harder, I find, to pick playoff teams out of this because, in my opinion, you've got, you've got to pick cards, three yeah. out of four. So if we're going on my division winners, you have to pick really, or three out of five, really, the five, three out of six, the six contenders being Denver Broncos, LA Chargers, Dolphins, Patriots, um, Steelers and Browns. Like, if we're going with the division winners that I pick, the three I'm going with are the Browns. Yeah. I'm going with the Patriots and I'm going with the Chargers. Um, I think the Patriots are going to be good this year. Let's, let's not forget how many people they've got coming back on the defensive side mm. of the ball. They're going to be much better on that side of things. Mac Jones only needs to be good for them to make the playoffs. The Chargers, we all accept, are going to be contenders this year. They can stay healthy. They're a lot for the wild card. And then, did I say the Browns? Yeah, the Browns are a good team, just a bit better than the Steelers. I think the Steelers are going to be good again this year. Um, mm. although they ended the season poorly, as long as they've got Mike Tomlin, they're already good for seven, eight wins is whether they can add that, adds on that top. So they're my three wildcard teams. Excellent. All right, then. Um, I think that's all we've got time for this week, right? No, it's not. But it's not what we've got time for. You need to pick your AFC wildcard teams. Then we need to pick oh, your winners. Come on. Are you you're going to make me get, do this. Are you that are you desperate re- to get out of my house? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> I want to get down the pub, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Yeah, okay. Right. So my three AFC wild cards. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, Chargers, Patriots, and Browns. So exactly the same. Oh. Oh, did you say Brown? Yeah, you did, didn't you? Exactly the oh. same. All right, I'll go Steelers then. <laughs> Just change that. <laughs> I don't want to be the same as you. <laughs> okay, and then finally, the Super Bowl teams. Who have you got? I've got the Chiefs yeah. versus the Bucks. I've gone for a repeat. See, I've, I've gone, gone for a repeat. I've gone. For I a want repeat. the repeat. That's why I want the repeat. Because we didn't. We, we didn't get the money for the Super Bowl. We didn't get the team. That Chiefs team. I'm banging on your table here, Tom. Yeah. We didn't get that Chiefs team versus that Bucks team that we deserved, and I feel really aggrieved at that. And I think we need to. I think the NFL needs to make sure it's a repeat as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to get a repeat. I do think we're going to get a repeat, but I think we're going yeah. to get a repeat at Super Bowl Fifty Four. I'm going for the Forty Niners. Really? Again. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Nice. I'd go with that for sure. Mm-hmm. I would definitely go with that. Right then. Uh, that's all we've got time for. But before we go, uh, we've got to make a bit of an announcement as well because uh, this show is normally um, aired on or normally released on a Saturday. But we will be changing the schedule a little bit and we'll be now a Wednesday show. Ooh. So we'll be midweek. Ooh, yeah. We got word from uh, from the, the powers that be at Arrowhead Pride that we will be a Wednesday show, which uh, is going to be great, especially if you're going to commute to work and stuff you can listen mm-hmm. to your british pals and everything or if you're in the gym you know you can stick on your, your british pals again um and yeah we're looking forward to it actually it's going to be a bit different for us but uh it's going to be more work for tom sadly <laughs> <laughs> more work for cramming more work in for tom but um it's we're looking forward to it and i uh, hope you guys uh listen to the, the the show on wednesday as well that's all we've got time for this week so um if you've enjoyed the show please leave us please leave us a review this again Steve that's all we've got time for this week uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show uh, please leave us a rating and a review uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on, on how we're doing um, and you can also listen to more Chiefs related content on the Hour Ahead Pride podcast network but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon